Welcome to WP Coffee Talk. Thank you to all of our sponsors, and especially to our espresso-level sponsors, Helix Managed WordPress Hosting, for both their sponsorship and for hosting our site, and to Expander Digital for both their sponsorship and providing SEO services to us. Now enjoy the episode. Welcome to this episode of WP Coffee Talk. Uh, today, I get to speak with Nate Maingard. Hi, Nate. How are you doing this morning? Well, it's this afternoon, uh, late yeah. afternoon where you are. So tell us where you're meeting me from this morning. Um, I'm in Cape Town, South Africa, and uh, thanks for having me on, Michelle. Oh, thank you for being here. It's really nice that we could find a time that would work in both of our schedules. I appreciate that very much. I usually tell people how I know people, and this is not the first time you and I have shared a screen together. That's true. Um, and uh, you are one of my customers in Git for Give. And so that's actually how we met. Um, I had so much fun sh helping you with CSS because it's one of those yeah. little puzzly things that I love so much that other people say, oh, my God, I can't, I can't stand this. I don't know how to make this button green. And I said, let me help you with that. And so we actually, yeah. laughed, we actually laughed a lot through that talk and working yeah. together on that. And that was a lot of fun. And that's how we know one another. And then uh, Taylor Walden in interviewed you for a Give Story. So mm -hmm. we have that um, video out there in the universe as well. <laughs> and I think it was through Twitter that she suggested that you come on WP Coffee Talk with me. So thank you, Taylor. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Taylor. I think it was Twitter as well. Yeah, always yeah, nice, yeah. the connections. It's a big world, but we make it smaller through technology. And I love that about it. So. Yeah. So show us uh, your mug is, is less a mug. I know you showed it to me a little bit more. Um, it's absolutely wonderful. So tell us the story behind your, um, your cup. So basically um, my sweetheart is a really big fan of coffee and I am as well, but I, I can't drink too much of it because it makes me super edgy, but I really, really enjoy it, especially because we go to the extra mile and we buy a really nice sort of ethically sourced organic coffee beans and then we grind them here and use, you know, local honey and, and make it really special. So when I want to like, like today, I, we went out and I actually played at a little community event, um, sort of outdoor market. And then came back and was feeling that like afternoon dozy vibe. And so about half hour before this, I thought, let me just make myself a cup. Um, a little mug of coffee but the thing is I can't do a full mug because I go crazy so I had this little one it's just very tiny and I actually had my last sip just before we started recording but um but I feel very sparkly and it was lovely so so I just I don't even know where we got that one from but it's like the perfect size I know if I have that that I'm not gonna lose my mind <laughs> I'll be okay <laughs> So, so I'm a little embarrassed. It is morning here, but I'm a little embarrassed to show you the size of my mug. I am actually, I have my giant Wonder Woman. Whoa, that is epic. Is, this is the largest mug I have. A friend, <laughs> I dog sat for her. So I, I stayed for the weekend with her dogs and she gave me this mug as a thank you and a bottle of wine and the bottle of wine actually fit down inside the mug. Oh my so gosh, that's so cool. It holds a lot of coffee. And this morning, because here in, I'm in Rochester, New York, it was 40 degrees Fahrenheit here this morning. Um, I am drinking pumpkin spice latte. So all of the pumpkin spice haters can hate on me, but that's okay. I'm enjoying my morning coffee. <laughs> I, I have to say like pumpkin spice latte sounds like a magical drink to me. I've never had one, but that just sounds like something that like pixies drink in the North Pole. And like, I would definitely yeah. want some of that. I may have to send you some pumpkin spice to add to your coffee yeah. and then you'll yeah. you can enjoy the magic of it as well. 
<laughs> nice. So you mentioned that you were playing out today, which brings me to my next question to tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do, because you aren't like most of my guests who are entrenched in WordPress. You use WordPress as a tool for your business. So tell us what it is that that is. Right. So I'm a singer songwriter and a storyteller and I'm, I'm constantly evolving and trying to define what it is that I do, which is really difficult, but basically actually the most accurate term would be a troubadour. Um, and the, a troubadour is a sort of traveling song singers and storytellers. Um, they they've existed mainly in the 13th century, but they really like gave voice to the stories of the folk and they would travel around kind of inspiring people and, and, bouncing in and out of different circles from the courts to the to the sort of poorer quarters and so yeah I think in a, in a way that's really what I do it's just like telling those stories those human stories and connecting people back to themselves and to each other and so I use WordPress to kind of help me do that. <laughs> I think the world needs more troubadours by the way I think that's a wonderful thing um, to tell a story and to pass it down through oral tradition the easiest way to do that is to put it to music Mm. and because music helps us remember things and it also makes it more fun and the melody can just carry a special meaning in addition to the words and so I think that mm. that's that's lovely and maybe you should write a song at some point about WordPress and we'll put it on the show <laughs> <laughs> maybe I will we'll see if that comes about <laughs> it could be a fun I, little a little jingle <laughs> yeah I, I actually have a song that I'm supposed to I'm currently focused on my next sort of music release so I'm not really doing much songwriting but I, I do a lot of live streaming that's one of my primary ways of connecting with people and um a few months ago, I was on a live stream and, and we had a troll. And I don't often get trolls in my live streams. I'm, I'm fortunate enough. I know a lot of people do. But um, there was someone trolling. And so I started just freestyling a song. And it was all about, it was called the troll hole. And um, like being in the little troll cave, you know. And, I, and everyone on the live stream was like, you have to write that song. And so I've actually got it written down in like my, pro my projects I need to do at some point is write the troll hole song. Oh my <laughs> goodness, that's that, awesome. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I love that. That's wonderful. I get some trolls through uh, Twitter sometimes and mm -hmm. just have to, you know, block people and move on. But through a live stream, you can't do that. So um, I think that was a brilliant way to deal with the troll. Yeah. Well, I usually, it's like I've actually kind of almost like trained my audience in that when we, when there is a troll, instead of kind of shutting them down, I acknowledge that people who are trolling are are lonely sad people like there's no one who's in a good space who's a troll um even if even if it's just a momentary thing like maybe they're having a really bad day or someone like their partner left them or someone died or they've run out of money or like they just don't feel seen or there's like a bunch of reasons but they're not healthy happy wonderful connected people in, in that moment and so i try to speak to that and i've actually had it a lot of times turn turn it around you know taking people from being you know, mean and trolls to being like either just leaving or going like, oh my gosh, I'm actually, I'm sorry that I'm kind of I'm having a rough day or whatever. But I think it's such a, and then at some point, if someone's just consistently on it, then I can actually block them from my end. And I, and I will do that. But I, do, I try not to make that the first thing because um, I do, I, I just think there's a lot of sad people in the world and a lot of people don't actually know how to express that in a healthy way. So if I can try to have a positive impact on their day, yeah, maybe it'll help them going forward. 
I had a troll once in an open forum that I was participating in. And uh, so I actually reached out to them privately and said to them, you know, I don't understand why you feel the need to say these things. Um, but I, I would like you to know I really am a nice person. And I really do have friends because they were like telling me, oh, you must not have any friends, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And, I, and I, they said, well, you know, prove it. I said, all right, well, let me ask you some questions. What do you do for a living? Well, I'm between jobs right now. I said, well, I'm actually really good at writing resumes. Can I help you with your resume? And I actually helped that person get a job. And now they're one of my biggest fans. Oh. So, yeah, so oh. I agree. You can turn it around <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Yeah, there's, yeah. Um, do you know Amanda Palmer at all? Have you heard of Amanda Palmer? I don't believe Palmer? so, no. Okay, she's a, she's a musician and an author, and she's one of the most successful musicians or creators on Patreon, which is, you know, where I, the subscription where I have most of my supporters through. And she, her thing is like, is, what does she call it? Something compassion, but like basically compassion no matter what. And she's had some of the gnarliest trolls, like the most intense trolls that you've ever, I mean, because she, an independent artist who made over a million dollars on Kickstarter from, you know, like, so people are like, how dare you? And, you know, she's had yeah. so much from so many angles. And yet through it all, I've only ever seen her, like she's strong and she doesn't let people like walk all over her, but she has this way of, of exactly that, approaching them and, and, and seeing the humanness in them even in those moments. And I think that that's such a gift. So it's lovely to hear that story as well. That's inspiring to, <laughs> to do that. Like that's a, that's, a big, that's a big heart right there. <laughs> well, you know, you can't work for a company like I work for and work with people all over the world like yourself and not have compassion for humanity. That's what we do. Mm. And so I think, um, I think the people that give for sure, you know, there's something about us that draws us to the, to the industry of nonprofits and helping mm. people that, that we don't turn it off when we leave the yeah, work totally. at the end of the day, you know, so totally. that makes sense. But I'm going to have to look up Amanda Palmer because now I'm intrigued um, yeah. to see how she, how she does that compassion. That's yeah. wonderful. Compassion yeah. projects I've heard too are wonderful things to do to just kind of go out into the world and, and show compassion to people through, um, through any means that you can, for sure. Yeah. And that's what I try to do with WordPress. So helping nice. people in that kind of thing. So how did you get started with WordPress? Like what made you decide to put your, you know, your project on WordPress? Um, sure. That is a good question. I've been, I think I was with Blogspot, Blogger was it or Blogspot when it was like back in the day. So I've been blogging on and off for many, many, many years, but I've never really been a blogger. Like I've never had a big following on a blog. It's never been a, a source of income for me, but I've always had the urge to like speak through the internet. And Pretty early on, I found WordPress.com and started using the, you know, the hosted option, like the free whatever. I mean, I had some very strange URLs at times. I, I, I won't. I mean, I think I'll tell you the one. It's, it's, it's terribly embarrassing now, but I think it was when I was in my like maybe early 20s. Oh, gosh. It's called, it was Angelic Wild Boy. Oh, <laughs> oh. oh. okay. So cringe. That one might deserve to be trolled. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I think I probably, if I'd had a troll then, I should have known, I should have expected it. <laughs> you were oh, asking for it, but that's, but that's wonderful. It. It was <laughs> you Actually, were much younger. I, I was young, yeah. Yes. <laughs> and, but also, so I think someone once called me that. Someone was like, oh, you're, you're like an angelic wild boy. And I was like, oh, I'm going to use that. But I, I should have been like, that's sweet, but I'm never going to repeat that. Um, but anyway, so back in the day, I think I used WordPress.com, and then when I wanted something a little more robust or at least a little more customizable, then I it was kind of a natural progression. And I even in every search I've ever done, I, I've never found something spoken of better 
than WordPress as a, for having self-hosted websites. Like there's been so many, obviously there's so many options. And then I, because I'm not a, like you, you helped me with CSS a while ago. Like I don't know, I know little, very small amounts of like, you know, being able to put links in things and images, but I often, it's just copying, pasting and customizing. Like I don't know the languages myself. And so um, I, I've always looked for builders. And so the one that I actually bought a lifetime kind of membership or whatever some years ago, which I do not regret because I just love them is Divi. Um, and I, I think that there, I, I don't know, you might have an opinion on that, like as they might be bloated or heavy or, but I found Divi to really, someone like me, it helps me to be able to fully customize a website without all that intensity of all the coding and stuff. Yeah. I actually have a very strong opinion of Divi in that I use it for almost every site I build. <laughs> cool. <laughs> <laughs> So WP Coffee Talk is built on Divi. So I actually really enjoy using Divi um, mm. as a builder. And I will say most of the builders work in similar ways. So if you're a Beaver Builder fan or an Elementor fan, you know, more power to you. Um, you yeah. find a tool that you like and that's the tool that you use. So yeah, no, I'm, mm. I'm a big Divi fan as well. So. Yeah, have you seen, on a, on a slightly maybe geeky note, have you seen Divi 4.0 just been released? I saw it was released. I haven't had time to play with it yet, but yeah, I'm I, have, I haven't either. I'm excited to playing, but what I noticed is, and I haven't worked out how it all happens yet, but now you can actually edit the header and footer, like so the menu bar at the top of it, which you couldn't, be, you had to do it through the theme customizer. Now right. it's kind of like integrated, which I'm very excited to play with. Oh, nice. So anyway, that's kind of cool. Oh, that, that's good. That's good because that's something that's always such a pain to totally. deal with. Like mm -hmm. change it the customizer, see if it looks right. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be really nice. Um, so you're not, I know you're not a techie, but I'm still going to ask you some questions as a, as a web user that, that, sure. you'll, that you should have an opinion of, I'm sure. And one of those is that when we look at other websites and even our own perhaps, what do you think is something that people should focus more attention on when building their websites that would make an end user happier, like the site visitors happier to, and easier to use those sites? I said that very poorly, but I hope you understand. Yeah, no, I, I think I got, I got you. <laughs> um, it's interesting. I'm thinking about this a lot myself at the moment because, um, yeah, I'm kind of like relaunching myself, my brand, and, and just shifting the box that is that I call myself. And I think for me at this point, it would be work out why people love what you do. Or I speak for myself. I'm working out what people, why people love what I do. And then don't just build a website that offers like the musician website, but offer a website that is Nate Maingard. That is like, what is the story? I mean, if people love me because I, I'm sincere and authentic and I give them permission to feel their feelings and to be honest with themselves and the people around them, then I want my website to do that as well. I want them to arrive and go, oh, this just feels so sincere and I can really get this human person who I can connect with and it makes me feel comfortable and safe. Like that's what my website should do. I don't, I think it, it's kind of heading in that direction, but because I, it's, I have so many, so many things going on and I, I wish I could actually just afford a really good web dev and just be like, this is the vision, make it happen. But I'm not there yet. Um, so, but yeah, I think that's it. Telling, telling the story I think is, is to me a critical piece of a good, of a good website and a good anything. Yeah. If that answered the question. It does. It absolutely answers the question. There, there is, uh, there have been in the past, I, I'll meet somebody, um, I'll learn their business, and then I'll go to their website, and there seems to be this huge disconnect between mm. the business, the person, and, and the website. And I think that that, makes, that speaks to what you just said, absolutely. I once built a site for a metal worker. 
he built sculptures and beautiful things. And he showed me a website that he wanted his to emulate. And it was very ethereal. It was very, there was lots of white space and white and wispiness. And it, it was an artist's website, but it wasn't mm. his art. And mm. so I, I gave him what he wanted. This was earlier in my career before I started to push back and say, are you sure that's what you want to look like? And he hated it. And I ended up building his website twice because uh. he hated what I originally built. What we ended up with was dark and edgy and sparks flying because he's a nice. metal worker. And that's what happens with metal. You see the sparks flying and all of this. So yeah, absolutely. If we had built that ethereal website and put it out to the world, people would have met him and his edginess and his Harley Motor Motors. Harley Davidson motorcycles and you know blacksmithing and then they would have been like what <laughs> yeah totally yeah. so it, so it makes perfect sense and that's a great answer <laughs> what's something that you've learned about WordPress uh, that you wish you'd learned earlier and might have made uh, your journey through building your own site a little bit easier like oh my god I wish I'd known this earlier hmm I guess taking advantage of plugins, I mean, I can't think of a very clear answer to that, but the, one of the things that comes up is take, like, like the simple, um, what's that one called that I'm using a lot now? I think it's called Simple Link or, uh, anyway, yeah, it basically just makes, so I've got one of my URLs is nate.live, so that, that which is a great URL, and it means that I can make my own short links, you know, so like, there's this little plugin where I can literally just type in the link I want it to go to and it can be any link on the internet and then it'll just be nate.live forward slash whatever word I choose. So oh, cool. it's just fantastic. So like nate.live forward slash hello could be straight to my contact page where people can leave me a voice note or something. And, and it just like, just that one little plugin saves so much time. I don't have to go to BitLinks. I've been going to, you know, like all these other link shortness for ages, not thinking, even with my podcast website, which is nakedwithnate.com, it's still a very easy link to remember. And so like my most recent podcast episode is with this incredible creator, Kina Granis. And I just can tell people, nakedwithnate.com forward slash Kina. Done. So easy. Like, and, and it's just, and then I can still have the long, you know, like sort of SEO friendly URL title but then i can just make this short thing that's like quick and easy that to me has been i hadn't thought of it before but that's really helping me a lot especially not to have to go off to bitlinks or use one of those others and i get some like simple i can see how many times it's been clicked and like that kind of stuff so i find that's and it's really nice for twitter in places where you are limited to the number of um characters that you could use i'm sure too totally i mean i do think with twitter I actually, maybe, I don't know about this, but I think with Twitter, if it's a URL, it takes up a certain amount of, does it matter how many letters there are in the URL on Twitter? Anyway, I don't know. It depends on how, how you use the shorteners. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Yeah, anyway, so I'm having fun with that one. And I would say oh, like awesome. using, using plugins wisely or finding those sneaky, clever little ones. I mean, I haven't even had to pay for that one, although I kind of been thinking I probably should just because I use it so much and I want to kind of say thanks. Um, yeah, I, I love the um, the free plugins where they have like the PayPal link is like buy me a cup of coffee. <laughs> totally, <laughs> you know, yeah. five dollars towards me, I'll I'll be happy that somebody patronized it. So that's yeah, awesome. super nice. Uh, I know that you haven't been to WordCamps and WordPress meetups and things like that, correct? No, no, unfortunately, I thought about it. <laughs> 
we, we should get you to something because I think you'd, you'd have fun with it. But, um, but have you met people in the WordPress community? And was there something about WordPress that made you say, this is, this is awesome, or these are the people that are my people, or you know, just a way that you connected with WordPress? Hmm. I mean, I think you're probably my most like clearest connection. And actually saying that I have at times needed help with stuff, you know, like on when I'm super confused about something, something's gone wrong and I don't know what it is. And I've like posted on Twitter and, and it seems to be a very helpful community. Like I very quickly get help, not from WordPress himself, but just people who love it and know how to use it. And, but then, yeah, I, meeting you has been a really nice experience and, and all the help you've given me with give, like I love, I love the way give works and it feels like so in alignment with WordPress, with my experience with WordPress. So yeah, I would say that I haven't, I'd love to meet some more of the WordPress community. It'd be interesting, but, but that's it so far. We can make that happen. We'll talk later. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a little bit about your journey through music. And like, at what age did you say, this is, this is what I, I'm supposed to do in life. And, you know, just tell us a little bit about how that happens for you. It's funny how many people tell me I'm super talented, you know, and I, I think that happens a lot to people who are, who become good at what they do. Um, and especially for me, in my case, it's around lyrics and songwriting and, and people are, oh, you just, you've got such a talent. And I think to myself, well, yeah, I mean, maybe if you spent your entire youth learning as many lyrics to as many songs as you could off by heart and obsessing about every lyric to the songs that you loved and trying to understand what they meant and learning how to sing them, like maybe then you'd also be talented at, you know, like it's, I think talent is really just time and, and passion. And so, so, which is a roundabout way of saying I've always loved lyrics. I've always loved music. I, I would always have loved to do it as a profession, but I didn't think I could. I started playing guitar when I was 14 and I started writing songs at a similar time. And I'm, I'm a, I'm an okay guitarist at this point. I'm 35 years old now. I've been playing a while, but I'm not, I'm not as good as some people who've been playing for five years and I've been playing for many years because I think guitar has always been a way, something to put lyrics to, you know, it was never my primary thing. If I, if I could have met another person who was passionate about guitar, I maybe never would have started. But anyway, the, to me, it was always lyrics and stories. And so it's, it's been my passion forever. It's like, I, I remember the first song I ever learned off by heart was uh, Lucy in the sky with diamonds by the Beatles. And that was like, just cause the imagery is so beautiful in that song. And I remember like, trying to sing along to it and, and just realizing now I have to learn the whole thing. Otherwise I'm never going to, this is like a complex thing and there's, it follows phases and I need to follow along. And actually my cousin is a, is a psycho is a doctor of psychologist, doctor of psychology. Um, and she asked me a few years ago, she's like, how do you do that? Because you know, more lyrics to more songs than anyone I met. How do you remember so many? And I was like, that's an interesting question. I feel like, and I thought about it, I realized, okay, so part of it is just rote memory, just repetition. I listen to the songs many, many, many times. But the other part is that a good song has a story. And so I would just follow the story. The way I remember what comes next is by knowing where are we in the story of the song. And then I can generally pick up what the next line should be based on that. Um, anyway, so I actually only started playing professionally when I was 28, which was, it took me that long to kind of, I really didn't think I could do it as a profession. Like I really thought... There's just no way. And it's, it's still not an easy profession. I'm still not making, you know, enough to like support a family. Uh, so there's like many challenges that are ongoing, but 
people keep saying to me, oh, you've chosen, it's a very hard profession, it's very hard. And I'm like, well, show me an easy anything. Show me an easy life and maybe I would choose that. But I've tried lots and lots of different things and none of them were easy. And so I decided in the end, I might as well spend effort and time and difficulty on something that really matters to me. Um, and yeah, I just kept coming back to it. I kept trying to do other things, but I would keep ending up somehow in some place playing some music for some people. And so I just eventually, I was like, okay, let me just, let me give this everything and see what happens. And it's, it's been my career, yeah, for the last, oh, it's like eight years or so now, um, with the ups and the lows. <laughs> but you can, you can learn lyrics. I mean, I grew up when we, we traveled a lot, but we always traveled by car when mm. I was young. And we would have eight, 10 hour car trips to visit family all over the United States. And my parents were huge into singing. So we sang show tunes in the car and we sang Beatles in the car and we sang Peter, Paul and Mary. And I grew up singing all those 60s and 70s songs and all of the you know Broadway type musicals and things. Um, and I could write poetry, but I've, I've never been a lyricist. You know, I've never been somebody who writes the music and things like that. So, so there's, I mean, you own it is what I'm trying to say to you. Own the fact yeah. that you're talented in that because yes. you, yeah, can, okay. you can be somebody who likes stories and still not be a good storyteller. Right. You know, sure. and no, uh, a valid point. I, I would say, yeah, I guess it has been a calling for me forever. And I come from a very musical family and, and I, I, I do focus very much on the fact that I love the lyrics and lyrics drew me in, but it's also the melodies. Like I've, I just love the way people move through melodies. And so when I'm writing songs, it's that same feeling of wanting to create something interesting and different. So yeah, thank you. That's a good, that's a good check there. I will claim it. I am so talented. <laughs> you are. And, and let's, let's be honest, there are a lot of people who can write music and then they open their mouth to sing and it's not a pleasant experience. And that's so you've true. also been gifted with the voice that can, you can use <laughs> your own voice to, you, to, to sing your lyrics and that people appreciate and enjoy the sound that you make. So that's, that's true. A wonderful that thing. is that is something that I couldn't um, that I can practice, but that if you don't have it, you don't have it. <laughs> exactly. I come from a very musical family as well, and I can sing. And I studied voice in college. And my brother, my mother says he couldn't carry a tune if it was in a bucket. So <laughs> he's he, he's very much one note. And so some people get the gene, and some people don't. So um, it's good. It's very nice that you've been blessed and that you have the ability to bless others with your music and your your lyrics. So I'm not going to lie. There have been days when we have turned to the Echo Dot in our office and said to play your music. And so we have uh, listened to your music in the office. Um, once we got to know you, we were like a little more interested. Like, who is this Nate Maingard? What does he sound like? Let's listen to him for a little while. So, so, so cool. We've heard your music in our office as well. So thank That's you. That's so that. nice. Yay. Well, I hope that you enjoy the new stuff when it comes out. I feel very excited about it. Well, I'm definitely, I follow you on Twitter. So I'll, I'm sure I'll be notified when it's out there and I'll be sure to give it a listen. Absolutely. Oh yeah. That's awesome. So, um, so tell us a little bit about, like, I know you're using more than one and I'm not going to talk about the things that you've already talked to Taylor about, using Patreon, you're using Give, different ways to, to raise money. Um, but how do you connect with people? How do people, like, do they stumble upon you? Is it word of mouth? Because I know you're not doing like a ton of advertising. You're not paying to kind of advertise yourself out there, but people, you know, they find their way to you and they become patrons, patrons because they enjoy what you're doing and they want to support your music. So could you talk a little bit about how that even happens? Yeah, that's a really a good question. I, 
it's shifting and it is has shifted but right it's been so basically this crazy i don't know if you've seen on twitter i have by far the most followers on twitter than i do anywhere else it's something over a million followers but then also it's you'll notice very I, impressive. Follow, I follow almost a million people on twitter so which is it's what happened was years ago when i was i mean it was now it was solo it was 2010 2011 oh man it was like a long time ago and and but one of my first fans actually it must have been 2000 late 2011 he was like one of my first fans he followed me on twitter maybe 300 people followed me on twitter at that point like and and he was on my newsletter and every time i'd send out a mailing he'd write back and it wasn't just anything but it was good feedback it was sometimes challenging but always supportive and i was like this guy's so nice like he's really clearly cares he's clearly involved his name's ben and um and eventually, I, I, in his signature, it's like it said Ben Landis, and it had a, a link to his Twitter, and I clicked on it, and he had well over a million followers on Twitter. I was like, who is this? I wrote to him. I was like, dude, who are you? And thank you. I mean, it's crazy. Like, why are you following little old me, and how do you have so many followers? And he said, well, um, you know, part of my business is that I help creators to gain followers on Twitter, and it's a system we use where we follow people who have similar interests, and there's a whole process, and if you'd like, you can take part in it. And he hadn't pushed that once. There was no mention of that, and we'd been he'd been sending me emails. It was clearly because he loved what I was doing, and um, and and I was like, that sounds a bit like iffy. I don't know. I feel a bit uncomfortable about that. He's like, well, give it a go for a few weeks, and if it doesn't, if it feels wrong, then you know we can stop. And so we started, and and almost immediately, what started happening was people would write to me and say, thank you so much for following me on Twitter. I love your music, and I never would have found it otherwise. Like this is amazing. And so I was like, okay, that seems to be working. And, it, and, and that kind of carried on for a while. And, and that's how it built up. There is still something that there's some subterfuge in it where people think I've literally sat and clicked follow for them. And that part of it, I still feel a bit uncomfortable about. And I don't want to deny that. But, but overall, it has brought so many amazing people into my life who where I can't afford a big advertising thing. I don't have the same backing as a record label or one of these majors or, or these pop artists who are selling bubblegum music that's super addictive and doesn't make you think but just makes you like go crazy and like my music's intense and it asks people to go real places um and and that tool has really helped me and so what started happening then is i started live streaming and at first it was on a platform called numugu which i don't think exists anymore but um almost immediately the people who had been following on twitter started enjoying my live streams and then started becoming, when, when I launched on Patreon, those were the people who were becoming patrons. And so what I do now is that I live stream pretty regularly. I'd like to be doing it three times a week, but I am not good with consistency. I'm working on it. But I, I live stream on Periscope. And Periscope is obviously Twitter's live streaming platform. And, and I have a really fun, lovely community on there. And those are the people that will generally both tip through Give and also be become or be patrons. So a lot of my patrons also give tips through Give, which kind of blew my mind when that started happening. I was like, how, how can you be so generous? Like you are just insanely cool. Um, so yeah, that, that, that is like probably the biggest way because as you probably picked up, like we, I'm very personable and it's hard to communicate this when it's not live, when it's, we're not actually having an interaction. And so I think people really come to understand me when they hear my music, when they hear me speaking, when they have conversations with me through live streams, they really get me. And if they get me at that point, then they're going to, Wanna, they're like, okay, I dig this guy. I want to help him out. I want him to make more music and do more of what he does. So, yeah. That's awesome. I think that's amazing. And with, you know, with this podcast, it's, I, I launched it in, 
on a Friday night, which I tell people never launch on Friday, but you should never launch your client <laughs> sites on Friday. If it's your own passion project, you do it where, when it comes, right? But I launched it on a Friday night. We, I put the website out there and I thought, hmm, now how am I going to tell people about it? And so I thought, oh, I should have a Twitter account. And so I created a Twitter account just, just for this. And just since May, I'm, I'm up to almost 700 followers. And I was pretty impressed mm. by that. And I, I thought, uh, probably similar to you, like this, this will probably fail. Like when you first start out something, you don't expect a million followers, right? So yeah. you think to yourself, this may either fail or have some moderate success. And so I pushed it out on Twitter and then I retweeted from my own personal account, which has, you know, I'm impressed with that fact that I have 2,200 followers. <laughs> you know, awesome. I mean, that's okay. And it's all WordPress. You know, it's, I'm not a musician or, you know, mm -hmm. a celebrity like you, Nate. But, um, <laughs> but, um, but people started to interact with it. And mm -hmm. I said, you know, I'd love to interview some people. And by the end, by Monday morning, when I was really kind of checking back in on it, because I was afraid to look at it over the weekend and see how miserably it had failed already, I had eight people signed up to be on the podcast. Yo, that's and so cool. yeah, and I just yesterday released the 40th episode, and I wow. have 30 more that have already been recorded and are ready to release over the next, you know, 15 weeks or so. So it's, it, it is, amazing. it's, it is amazing to me and it's, you know, it's, it's growing, but it's, it's also just started. It's, it's in its mm. infancy. And, and this week I showed up on a list, um, Cloudways, which is a, um, uh, uh, I can't think of the word, hosting company. They mm. put out on their blog, 35 WordPress podcast to follow and I was number 31 and I was so excited about that so I I can echo your excitement about how things happen sometimes serendipitously sometimes mm. through st strategy and sometimes a combination of both <laughs> mm. yeah totally. to, I, I, what do they say it's like 80% showing up and yeah. that's it right I mean I and I yeah I I I try to remind myself of that, but I do find like I want to where you are right now, I think to me is a very inspiring place that to have that many episodes lined up, like that's the place I want to be. And I'm constantly playing catch up because I, I'm like sabotaging myself because I have I, I let my doubts get in the way. And then I'm like, oh, it's too much effort. But meanwhile, I mean, I'm literally I'm interviewing or not interviewing, but I, I don't I don't I don't really interview people on my podcast. It's more a conversation, but um, uh -huh having uh, Johan Harlar, who wrote the book uh, Lost Connections, which is like a New York Times bestselling book about depression, the actual causes of depression. And that book inspired the crap out of me. And I just freaking wrote to him and was like, hey, dude, I'd like love what you do. Would you be keen to come on the podcast? He's like, absolutely, 100%. <laughs> it's so intense, but so good. So I just need to get out of my own and be like you and just get a bunch of episodes out there. I just think that I've actually just done my my 50th episodes, but it's taken me a bunch of years uh, to do 50 yeah. episodes. But, but so it's there that it's happening. I just need to stay with it. So well done you. That's inspiring. So, you know, you talk a little bit about depression and I've seen you post a little bit. If it, is it okay to kind of venture in that direction? Totally. A little we bit? can go. I'm, there's nothing hidden for me. <laughs> okay. Good. I just wanted to make sure we didn't talk Thank about you. it in advance, but I also um, deal with anxiety and depression myself. And mm. sometimes I'm, well, oftentimes I'm my own worst enemy. So like mm. you say, sometimes it's, it's the, um, you know, getting in our own way kind of thing and able to, I call it mental paralysis. So mm. there are times when I know I, I have the ability to do something. I know I have the skills, the talents and the time. And yet I can't make myself push that, that link on the, on my computer screen to get started on something like that. 
And so that book, I'm definitely going to be looking at that book because that's something that I think um, would be really helpful. And I don't know if you've heard of WP and Up. WPandUp.org is a, um, it's an organization specifically for WordPress mental health and the mental health of um, specifically remote and freelance workers. And that's you as well, right? So you're, yeah, yeah. Totally. we're all in our own little spaces. And I have, yeah. I have, you know, I work for a distributed company. So Give is located in San Diego. I'm here in Rochester, New York. I have the distinct pleasure of having two employees that work here in my space with me. Nice. And so that's really good for my mental health to not be on my mm -hmm. own all the time, but I still struggle and I still have those times that things that kind of get in the way or, or, or road bumps, you know, speed bumps for me and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So having somebody um, like, I forgot who you said his name was already, but be able to talk to you about his book. That's phenomenal. Um, I interviewed two weeks ago, Dan Maybe, who is the founder of WPNDUP.org. And we talked about mental health in, in the WordPress community. So I'll make sure to send you that episode when it comes out so Please that you can, yeah. can listen to that as well. So how do you push yourself through those times when you just don't want to get out of bed or you don't want to, you'd rather sit outside and look at the stars than actually do what you need to do to move yourself forward in your career do you have a tip or a trick um i don't know if i don't know tips and tricks it's it's kind of a it's an ongoing unfolding for me i i mean i do recommend johan harlow's book it's really just it's intense it challenges a lot of the preconceptions i had about depression and and, it's, and he's basing it on it's a very like science-backed and you know, like some of the top researchers in the world are the people he was talking to about it. So it's freaking amazing. Anyway, but for me, I'm finding it to be an ongoing unfolding into myself. So a, def a commitment to therapy basically is one of the primary things is like go to therapy, um, commit to that and, and, and allow that work to unfold. Then I'm also doing something which is slightly maybe still quite out of the box for the mainstream, but is becoming more much more accepted around the world right now, which is um, psychedelic assisted therapy. So using, I don't know if you know this, but the FDA has given psilocybin, which is magic mushrooms, uh, emergency status right now. As, and they only give that to drugs that have the potential to massively positively impact society. And the studies that have been done at John Hopkins and like all these huge research facilities around the world are showing that in uh, treat, treatment resistant depression, and uh, fear of end of life anxiety for people with terminal illnesses, like these psychedelics, so-called drugs are like really able to help people, but in a very controlled uh, therapeutic setting. And so that's been something that I've been exploring myself. It's basically, um, what's the word? Uh, civil disobedience, because in South Africa, as it is in the States, although I know several cities in the States have decriminalized some of these substances because of the research that's showing how useful they can be. Uh, but in South Africa, it's a Schedule 7, which is equal to Schedule 1 or A in America. So it's like completely harmful, has no benefits, highly addictive, um, which, is, which is false on every account with these substances when used responsibly. And so for me, I have to say that, that using them responsibly with support in a therapeutic environment has been massively helpful for me, like just on an, on an overall basis. Um, and then on a day-to-day -day basis, sometimes the best thing I can do for myself if I really feel super down is just to let myself be there, like just stay in bed and just let it go there. And, and I find that because of all the work I've been doing elsewhere, that those times don't last as long 
at the moment. Um, mm -hmm. I've only really had one big episode this year, whereas it was a really rough last few years. So, so yeah, I don't know if that answered the question. Yeah. So, like tips and no, tricks is hard because it's it's such a holistic no, experience, you yes. know. Like that's the that's the challenge. Yeah, there are days. I mean, I I have. A day job now, right? So I'm not freelancing. Mm. I'm not. I'm, I'm not just responsible to customers. I'm responsible to my boss. So there are days when I have to incentivize myself to get out of bed and do the things that I need to do. Mm -hmm. um, but I will say too that my company is incredibly supportive, and they don't view sick days as only being, you know, having a cold or you know breaking my arm. But that if I have a mental health day. I, they put right in there that, you know, the mental health days are part of your sick time. And if you mm. wake up and you don't have the capacity to deal with work that day, that that's a sick day. You're, you're, you're welcome mm. to take that. And so I have taken advantage of that once or twice where it's wow. just, I need downtime for myself. So, yeah. yeah. Wow. That's beautiful yeah. to know that people are taking that, you know, giving that the credence that it deserves. That's amazing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I'm going to move into my rapid fire questions. Okay. And I realize that not all of them will apply to you. So we'll see if we can okay. tweak them a little bit to uh, okay. have them apply to your situation a little bit better. So we don't just have a nope, nope, nope kind of thing. Okay. I'll do my best. <laughs> um, so the first question, and I copied the wrong question. So um, the first question I would ask you is, what are some of your favorite plugins? Now, you don't have to say give. <laughs> There's no pressure, <laughs> but just in, ge in general, um, like you mentioned the, the URL um, shortener one that you have, which, is, which mm -hmm. is great. So what are some other plugins that you think are really useful, let's say specifically for um, your industry and what you're doing? Well, there's this one called Give that I really love. <laughs> no, seriously, I do love Give. I think it's a phenomenal plugin. I actually got a friend of mine to sign up and, and she's been using oh, it for a charity. She's doing a charity tour around the States. She's also a singer-songwriter and it's helped her so much. Like, just oh, have a wonderful. good idea. I do love Give. I also love Yoast SEO. Yeah. I think that's everyone should have that as their SEO on their site. It's just for someone like me who doesn't really understand SEO too well, it's like simplified a lot of things. Um, I'm trying to think if there are any other that are like indispensable. I use a lot of little things that kind of just make things a little bit easier, you know, like yeah. random stuff. I'm trying to think of, there's one that adds a featured image into my RSS feed. Eh, RSS? Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. So that when I, cause I do an automatic every week, um, my podcast goes out like automated to my newsletter and it needs to have the most recent post and it needs to have the featured image, which it didn't when I first tested it. So that plugin gotcha. helped me. Just simple little things, just the featured image is now in there when that email goes out. And I like that, like just little time savers. Um, there are little things that are really yeah. cool like that, for sure. Yeah, I can't think of any more of hand, but I have, I, I'm a little, little plug-in crazy. So I probably have too many on my side. I try to, I keep trying to like whittle them down because I know it's not great to have too many. But yeah. <laughs> You know, and, and you hear that from a lot of people that too many, you can have too many plugins. The truth is you should have the plugins that you need to accomplish the job that you need to get done. So if that's yeah. what you have, that's not too many, you know, so, okay. so, so let, let yourself have that. That's okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> At any point during your um, professional journey, have you had a mentor, somebody that kind of either took you under their wing, whether it was an official capacity or just somebody that you kind of are able to um, follow along and have conversations with? Um, I've had mentors. I've had an official mentor in terms of more like business side of things. He's, a, he's actually like an amazing, I don't know his exact 
job description, but he's a consultant for data analysis for like, and he's like a spreadsheet wizard and he's one of my best friends. And he's, I asked him to be my mentor years ago um, because I just really love the way his mind works. And so he's kind of been a mentor in that regard. He can help my messy brain to take things and put them into sensible columns and rows and that stuff. Um, unofficially, I would say Amanda Palmer, who I mentioned earlier, she's basically, I'm not even a massive fan of her music. Um, I find it a, a bit like intense to listen to too much, but as a human and as an artist and as a creator and someone being supported by a community and every level and way, and I don't dislike her music. I think it's lovely. And I, and I love her, what she talks about. Like she's, she's so real and honest. And so, and I had the, the great honor of being one of her opening artists when she came to Cape Town a couple of years ago. And I got to just play like two songs before her, before someone else and then her and, and just, and then watching her show, I really, that show helped me to understand. It was basically like watching myself, but like the, the master version, like the way, you know, I'm, I'm like a journeyman, you know, I'm an apprentice on the road of, of true, authentic showing up as a creator and as an artist on stage. And she just killed it. Like her, honestly, people were just weeping and laughing and the whole crowd was, it was amazing. I, so from a mentorship, I would say unofficially, She's definitely right up there. Like someone who's just, ah, anyway, I could gush about her for ages because I just so admire her. Um, but yeah, I'd say Amanda Palmer's the big one. That's wonderful. Now, my next question is, is there somebody in the WordPress community that you admire and why? But I know that that's a limited um, limited number of people for you, but, yeah. there, but there are people outside of Give <laughs> who have helped you yeah. along the way. Would you like to give a shout out to anybody? I'm trying to think there was a guy who helped me some years ago, but it was ages, but he was one of the, he was deep into WordPress, but I, I literally can't remember. It was, it was through That's Twitter okay. and it was a long time ago. Yeah. No, good That's cool pass on that one. <laughs> we'll, say, we'll, we'll, we'll just say the, the unsung heroes of WordPress then. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> What's something that you uh, would still like to learn in WordPress, but you haven't kind of put gone to the point of learning it yet? Oh man, I mean, I, it's not WordPress specific, but if I could learn some proper CSS and like HTML kind of just having that superpower would be epic. Yeah, yeah for sure. I'll send you some links later. There's some, okay. there's some easy ways online to learn some things. That's nice. great. Um, what's the biggest mistake that you've ever made? Let's say with your, with your, whether it was WordPress or just, you know, in, in the, in your online presence and what did you learn from it? Oof. I killed my site once. Um, I think I tried to move it over to a new host or something, or I moved it from a folder into another folder, you know, online. And then yeah. it's like all the names pointed at the wrong place. And I just had a full blown, I don't, I, I think I somehow got it back, but the lesson it taught me was back up, <laughs> back up, <laughs> have a backup, have many backups. Um, <laughs> well, you actually become a professional WordPresser when you kill a site for the first time. So right. you can, <laughs> Um, because we've, we've all done it <laughs> oh gosh it was horrible <laughs> yeah and that panic that just like immediate panic that you think i've done it now it's never going yeah. to be the same <laughs> yeah seriously <laughs> what's the proudest your proudest moment in your online whether it's with wordpress or, or just you know patreon or any of the twitter any of that kind of thing what's your proudest moment the internet. Oh, I'll give you, I'll give you two. There's like the one is on a personal kind of, which is anytime someone writes to me and says, you have helped me more than you will ever know. 
or something along those lines, which doesn't happen often, but it has happened over the years many times. And it, when it, you know, some things very, one of the, the most kind of the one that always jumps to mind is because he's still one of my patrons and has in fact become a friend. Um, but he, the, the love of his life, I think they were together for maybe 17 or 20 years. She passed away of cancer some years ago and mm. he spiraled out into really dark depression. He moved back home with his parents. He couldn't support his son. Like things got really, really, really dark. And he said that hearing my song, Always Wondering, was the first moment that he saw the light again. So I always get a bit emotional when I talk about that. But I just got a little bit of goosebumps um, there. Yeah. And so he really, he, he, rem- he likes to remind me and just say, anytime I'm kind of forgetful, he's just like, dude, just remember what you did for me. <laughs> and uh, so those kind of things on a personal level, those are like the hi- those are my highlights. Because then no matter how much or how little money I have or how many people are following me or how confused I feel, I know that I have literally helped, really helped someone's, someone's life, like in a very real tangible way. So that, and then on a personal, like on a, on a more sort of uh, techie side of things, I would say um, it's having people compliment my, my site or something that I put together. Like when someone visits my site and they go, dude, who built your site? It's so lovely. Like I love how it all flows and I love all the info and it's all, I'm like, yeah, I did that. <laughs> so yeah. They're like, wow, you're a magician and a web builder? <laughs> yeah, what the hell? <laughs> How did that happen? <laughs> yeah, That's just beautiful. like Divi, Divi WordPress and people like Michelle giving me that CSS <laughs> background. <laughs> you can reach out to me for CSS anytime, Nate. I'm here for you. <laughs> Epic. Epic. <laughs> if you weren't a musician, so if we took music out of the, out of the mix, what's another career that you think might be fun to attempt? In a world where anything would be possible, I would probably choose a, um, what are they called now? It's So in professional surfing, there is like the guys who do the competitions and then there's the other guys. It's called like free surfing, I think. And they basically okay. are professional surfers. They get paid and sponsored to to travel to beautiful locations and just surf and have videos and photos taken and they and, and, and tell the stories and they're a free surfer. And so you can actually be a professional free surfer. That if I could choose anything I like where I would literally just be like, you have to go to Fiji and surf this incredible wave that no one's ever surfed before. And I'd be like, yeah, I think I could do that. Okay. Uh, twist my arm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's great. I, I don't know why I thought you were going to say astronaut, but I think free surfer That's actually f- <laughs> fits your troubadour lifestyle a little bit better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Astronaut would be pretty epic actually. <laughs> it would be. It's, it's surfing of a different type actually. It is indeed. Wow, space yeah. surfing. The silver surfer. I don't know. There's so many thoughts and so many possibilities with that. <laughs> <laughs> What's something on your bucket list? Oh, well, it's actually connected to the, the surfing thing. It would literally be to be somewhere where, which has like as close to perfect waves as you can get. And specifically in my case, I know for people listening who don't know what surfing uh, barrels basically is when the wave throws over you and you are in a tube of water and it feels like you're, it feels like infinity. It's like time stops. It's, it's the most beautiful experience. I haven't, there's nothing that's better than that feeling. And so I would want to be somewhere where I could just be there for like at least a few, like a month, you know, and just literally all I have to do is eat and sleep and surf that wave. And, and it's just there. That would be bucket list for sure. And there are waves like that where they do sometimes just break and break and break, but it's about finding them, being fit enough, having the time, having the money, all that stuff. 
yeah. And not drowning in the process. Not drowning. So that's quite top of the list of how to succeed. <laughs> so <surfing>. like <laughs> Do not drown. <laughs> no drowning. Yeah. So, so we know you surf. We know that you're a, a musician. I almost said magician. We know that you're a musician. Um, is there another hidden talent that perhaps people don't know about you that you can either show us or tell us about? Well, it, funnily enough, it is kind of the techie stuff. Like I'm the person that my whole, my family will come to when someone's like, I don't know how to do this thing on my phone or on my computer. Or people are often very surprised when they find out that like I can have a conversation about WordPress and although I'm not a coder or a web dev, like I can kind of hold my own. It kind of surprises people because they're like, you just seem like this chilled out nature loving hippie. Like, how do you know all this stuff about tech? I'm like, I'm kind of a geek as well. And, uh, and so I think that's what, something that's hidden that often surprises. Like, I always want the latest, um, you know, when the iOS uh, software updates, which I know you technically shouldn't do, but I always want to update immediately and find out all the new tips and tricks. And I always uh, do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes to me with regret, I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have done. Actually, I just updated to Catalina, and now some of my quite important audio plugins don't work. <laughs> so, oops. <laughs> yeah, oops. But worth it. <laughs> I I am um, an Apple user as well. Um, I'm speaking to you on my MacBook Air right now, and I have my iPhone next to me. I yesterday I invested. I finally got the Apple Watch. It was my birthday gift to myself this year. Happy so, birthday yeah. to you. <laughs> Thank you. 51 years old this year. So I no. decided it was time to do it. Yes. yes. I do not. That's unbelievable. Yeah. That's I've a had a, lot, a nice you. long career. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. So the last um, question. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I wanted to ask you. So yeah. um, this is around the Apple stuff. How do you feel about Apple right now? Like just as, as an Apple lover? You know, I'm still happy with it. I try not to get involved in the politics of businesses. Um, you know, if I found out that Apple was, you know, using slave labor somewhere, then I would have an entirely different opinion. Um, and I don't purchase the things I don't want to purchase, and I don't give in mm. to – I just kind of try not to follow the politics of things like that because my head will explode Yeah. if I yeah, get too much into those different things. It's so interesting because I really – like, I was a Windows user for most of my – almost all of my life and I you know I mean I, I also killed a DOS computer back in the day um, deleting <laughs> some root, root files but um, but then eventually I realized that the difference between me and Mac users was that I was constantly complaining about my Windows stuff and they were constantly saying how amazing their Mac stuff or their Apple stuff was mm -hmm. so when I finally made the change some years ago I was like whoa this is really amazing I also have I mean mine's now I think it's a series two um, and then and then I have my iPhone 6s plus and I have my MacBook 13 inch uh, early 2015 model um, and they all still actually work really well but what worries me I, I, I recently actually upgraded my MacBook Pro because I'm struggling a bit with my video editing it's taking a long time to do exports and everything but mm -hmm. I upgraded and unfortunately I actually couldn't afford to keep it it was just a financial thing it was a, yeah. anyway that's a whole other story but um but part of the reason I was like I think I could have made it be like you know what I can make these payments it's fine but part of the reason was that it felt kind of flimsy. This was like literally the most expensive. I got the maxed out, you know, 15 inch beast. And it's like, I could sometimes not even type because the keys got so hot. And I was like, that's oh. not a, that doesn't feel Mac to me. It doesn't feel Apple. No. Uh, and it's even taking away the magnetic little power plug. That was so nice and reassuring that if I bump it, it's not going to tear the thing off the table. Little things yeah. like that. I just, 
And I and I'm anyway. So that's why I ask because I love Apple and okay. I just kind of want to stay within that ecosystem. But I also have moments. Although saying I look at their new iPhone and I'm like, I think they're I think that is probably the best smartphone that exists right now. The uh, yeah. the 11. Anyway, <laughs> that's a whole have, other conversation. I have, I have the XR and I've been very happy with it. The the awesome. phone. So nice. I and I just got it this year, so I won't be up, upgrading anytime soon. Mm, and my totally. I have the early 2015 version of MacBook Pro and MacBook Air, and they're still working just fine. So knock on wood, yeah. I won't be replacing them anytime soon. But you never know. Totally. You yeah. never know. But so far, so good for me. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So you have us, another question. <laughs> yes, the last question is: Tell us how people can find you. So your Twitter, your websites, all of that. Sure. So for the hard of remembering, which is definitely me, Nate.live. That's it. It's all there. It'll you'll find links to everything else. Nate.live. It'll take you to Twitter, Instagram, extra, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But if you do want to go directly to one of those, it's just my full name on all the platforms, which is Nate Maingard. M-A-I-N-G-A-R-D. And you'll find me that way. But Nate.live is kind of easy to remember. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, hopefully we will gain you some new um new fans in the WordPress community. You just never know where your next fans are coming from. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for taking time out of your weekend to spend with me and to share your experiences. This has been um, a really fun hour for me and I really appreciate you. Thanks, Michelle. I appreciate you too. This has been super fun. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Well, thank you to everybody out there in, I call it WP Coffee Talk land, and uh, for for hanging in and uh, being with us through all of these episodes, and we'll see you next time. Thanks. (laughs) WP Coffee Talk with Michelle Frechette is a proud supporter of WP End Up, whose mission is to support and promote positive mental health within the WordPress community. Visit their website at wpandup.org.